Good afternoon. This is your evangelist, Reverend Vern Collier, uh, coming to you the, uh, this uh, Friday afternoon at uh, about five o'clock, uh, just before supper time. I want to give you the plain word of God this morning. Uh, the Lord gave me about the first of last week, uh, uh, or this week, I guess it was, uh, about six different scripture references that just run back to back to back from Old Testament to New Testament. One just lines up with the other one very beautifully about what's going on really and what happened to Israel and what is going on in America and some of the nations today that forget God and take, try to take God out of the picture. And some of the transitions we're going through today, I penned some words here just recently. Um, there are scripture references uh, in uh, Revelations uh, chapter 8, chapter 1, chapter 16, Isaiah 63, 1 to 6, and Ezekiel and Daniel uh, about the third of the trees maybe that are being burned up, um, sun scorching, all kinds of sin, sexual perversion. Read Romans chapter 1. If this is not the real thing that's been prophesied for years, then it is a harbinger of worse things yet to come. So what I want to do today is give you some scripture scriptures that the Lord gave me. Now, if you've got a pen and pencil and you want a piece of paper, you want to write these down, uh, start with number one, 2 Chronicles 7, 12 to 22, Jeremiah 30, 11 to 24, Romans 11, 11 to 36, Philippians 4, 1 to 9, and that'll transition to get your mind thinking on the right things. And then in Romans chapter 8, 35 to 39, what shall separate us from the love of God? And then the last about the love of God in 1 John 4, 2 Chronicles is promises to Israel. If they stay on the right track, they get off track, things will happen. In Jeremiah, they got off the track, and it couldn't be averted. Even though God was restoring them, punishment or chastisement could not be averted because of the sin. And then Romans shows that us who are Gentiles, after Israel was cut off and just about destroyed, hunted down, crossed the world, and we were, as Gentiles, were grafted in, but we don't need to get heady and high-minded that we're good because uh, he can cut off us off. If we get involved in sin and America needs to pay attention, he can cut us off and destroy us just as well as he can't did any all the other nations in the world who forget God. And then the Philippians chapter 4 gets our minds thinking on the right thing. And Romans shows us about going through this stuff prophecies got to be fulfilled. Not one jot or one tittle will pass away till all has been fulfilled. The prophecy has to be fulfilled. Nothing we can do about it, but we can still save souls. This is still the age of grace. And then the last chapter is John chapter 4, uh, which tells us about the love of God. Involved in all of this, that God loves people. He's not willing that any should perish, but all would come to repentance. So, Strap yourselves to your chair. Here we go from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 12 to uh, 22. And the Lord appeared to Solomon and I and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and I have chosen this place 
to myself as a house of sacrifice. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes shall be open and mine ear attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, and my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me, as David thy father walked, and do according to all that I have commanded thee, and shall observe my statutes and my judgment, then will I establish the throne of my kingdom according as I have covenanted with David my, thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man to be ruler in Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and shall go and serve other gods and worship them, then will I pluck them up by the roots out of my land, which I have given them in this house, which I have sanctified by the name, will I cast out of my sight, and will make it a proverb and a byword among all nations. America, pay attention. And this house, which is high, shall be an astonishment to every one that passes by it, so that they shall say, why hath the Lord done unto this land and unto this house? And it shall be answered, Because they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore hath he brought all this evil upon them. Then in Jeremiah chapter 30, another very good Chapter 30, verses 11 to 24. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to save thee, though I make a full end of all nations, whither I have scattered thee. Yet will I not make a full end of thee, but I will correct thee in measure. You talk about Israel here. And will not leave thee altogether unpunished. For thus saith the Lord, the bruise is incurable, thy wound is grievous. There is none to plead thy cause, that thou mayest be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicine. All thy lovers have forgotten thee. They seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one, for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins have increased. Why criest thou for thine affliction, for sorrow is incurable? For the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased, I have done this unto thee. Therefore all they that devour thee shall be devoured, and all thine adversaries, but one of them shall go into captivity, and they shall spoil thee, shall be a spoil, and all they that prey upon thee shall be for a prey. And I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of the wounds, saith the Lord, because they called thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeks after. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tents, and have mercy on his dwelling places, and the city shall be builded up her, upon her own heap, and the palaces shall remain after the manner thereof. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry, and I will multiply them, and they shall not be few. I will glorify them, and they shall not, not be small. The children also shall be in aforetime, of their congregation, and shall establish them before me, and I will punish all that oppress them. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governors shall proceed out of the midst of them, and I will cause him to draw near, and he shall appear unto me. For who is this that engages his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? 
you shall be my people and I will be your God. Now listen to this. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with fury and continuing whirlwind, and it shall fall with pain upon the head of the wicked. That that uh, whirlwind that went through Raleigh, North Carolina, when I seen that, uh, I, it wasn't just science. It was uh, his truth is marching on, uh, and the wrath and the fury and indignation of God against sin. So it says in the 24th verse, the fierce saying of the Lord shall not return until he have done it until he have performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, he shall consider this. And then number three is Romans 11. Romans 11. Get me there. There's an old saying, I love the rustling of the leaves. Romans 11. 11 to 36. Listen to this. I say then, have they stumbled that, that they should fall? God forbid, but rather through their full salvation is coming to the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now, if the fall of them be the riches of, of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness and we are the Gentiles, folks. For I speak to you, Gentiles, and as much as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them, for the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, the casting away the, Gen or the Israelites now, of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. If the root is holy, then so are the branches. And some of the branches be broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, the Gentiles were grafted in, and among them, with them, partakest the root of the fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches. If thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off, and now standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but feared. For if God spared not the natural branches, Israelite, take heed that thou also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity, but toward them goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. They also, if they abide not in, still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them and again, talking about Israelite, but cutting off, he's talking about the Gentiles. If thou wert cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary into nature, into good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye be wise in your own conceits. Blindness is what happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So all Israel shall be saved. It is written, uh, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant that I'll make with them and, and take away their sins. And concerning the Gentiles, they are enemies for your sakes. And as touching election, they are, are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. For as we in times past have not believed God and have now obtained mercy through unbelief, through their unbelief, 
even so have these also now not believed that through your mercy they may obtain mercy. For God hath glued them all in unbelief, and he might have mercy upon all. O the depth and the riches and with both the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Or who hath known the mind of the Lord, and who has been his counselor? Or who has given to him, and it shall be recompensed on him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things to give glory forever. All these scriptures run back to back and join to each other. Then you go to Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, almost there. Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 to 9. Therefore, my brother, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech Herodias and, and beseech Sinti that may they have the same mind, the Lord. I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored me in the gospel with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. He tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Don't worry. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. That's faith in action. And the, God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are uh, are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, that thou, these things which thou hast learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Then back to Romans. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, 35. Excuse me. Romans chapter 8. I knew that was the wrong one. Romans chapter 8. 8, 35 to 39. Here we go. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ and tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is where we need to stand. And then the last scripture references is um, 1 John, 1 John chapter 4. beginning at the first verse of 1 John chapter 4. It's about the love of God through all of this. God loves people. 
Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits where they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, and every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And these and this is that spirit of Antichrist, where have you heard that it should come, and even now it is already in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and, and overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, the word heareth them. We are of God, and he, hath no, he that knoweth God heareth us, and he that, he that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth and knoweth God, for God is love. And this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that he might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his Son to be the perpetuation or substitute for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we'd also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in him, in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. And herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth not is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God love his brother also. So you see the sequence of these scriptures, uh, and, and put them all together. I know it's lengthy, but listen to all of them as you go through them. Listen to this. And it just falls back to back to back. And I was uh, just about lost for words, a preacher, lost for words. When I uh, was opening up that reading one at, one at a time, they just all fell together in my reading where I, was, I tried to read two to four or more chapters of the Bible a day. But in my reading, these just fell sequentially all together. Listen to them and you will be blessed. You will see where the world is going. You see where the United States is going. We need to get it together. We need to get back to God. God loves you, has a plan for your life. I have a very simple formula. It's called recognize, repent, and receive. We must recognize we're sinners, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all must repent without repentance. There is no remission of sin. Repentance means we knew the old lifestyle, the old flesh, the old man. We turn our back on that. We're running away from God. Now we're running toward God, 180 degree turn. The last step, we receive Jesus Christ. And all those that believe and receive him shall become the sons of God. Amen. That's it, folks. The bold word of God. God's word is sharp, two-edged sword, piercing even the thought, the intent, all the way to the marrow of the bone. 
Let the word do its work by his Holy Spirit within him. God bless you. Go with God and he will go with you.